Thanks. Conservative? You bet. Controversial? Right again. It's time to squabble on the Jim Benson Show. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Jim Benson Show. Conservative talk radio covering the issues that concern you. They're on the BBS radio network. Big news for me and those like me over the past week has been the long-awaited House of Representative impeachment inquiry of our illustrious President Robert L. Peters, a.k.a. Robin Ware, a.k.a. J.R.B. Ware, a.k.a. Joe, my son has not made money in China, Biden. I'm referring here to the recent revelation that Joe Biden used these aliases on more than 5,000 government emails stored with the National Archives. And Joe copied his son Hunter on them, according to what I've seen and heard. Anyway, we'll be, I'm sure we'll be, there'll be a lot more information coming out on this shortly. Despite the seeming slow-go pace of the investigation by the House Oversight and Accountability and Judiciary Committees, it's gratifying to me that we have at least come this far with these official looks at the obvious and disgusting corruption of the Biden family. Hopefully, this formal impeachment process now will speed up obtaining critical documents and other evidence so that the American people can see what Republicans, the real ones, in Congress are uncovering. Whether or not the House ultimately does vote to impeach Joe Biden, uh, the impeachment remains doubtful in the Senate, where rhinos, that's Republicans in name only, and communist-leaning Democrats rule. But at least we are shedding some light on Biden and his family members' activities that have been long covered up by the deep state and its operatives in the USA and, I would suspect, even abroad. Now, if you're a brain-dead Democrat, rhino, or communist and or communist sympathizer, which many of them are out there, uh, if you're one of these ninnies, the big news last week was right on cue that and meant to distract from the House impeachment inquiry that their darling Hunter Biden's terribly tragic indictment on federal gun charges. Forget about the previous federal tax evasion misdemeanor charges, not to mention the numerous federal tax felonies Biden prosecutor David Weiss let the statutes of limitation expire on, while slow-walking his so-called investigation, in reality a wink-and-a-nod cover-up operation for darling Hunter and Joe. And what's and with what's been revealed thus far in the House investigations of Joe and his spokes, uh, I'm sorry, in the House investigations of Joe, his spokespeople are now, while still insisting he's done nothing wrong, have charged their changed their changed their narrative. Now they're claiming that Joe has never been in business with his son. Not that Joe never knew anything about his sons and brothers' business dealings shaking down foreign governments, corrupt business people, and oligarchs abroad for millions while peddling the Biden name and political influence. As part of the White House point man, Ian Sams is, I'm sorry, 
as part of this, White House point man Ian Sams is contending that Joe being on speakerphone at least some 20 times during Hunter Biden meetings with these foreign nationals over a 10-year period was just to say, hello, check in with Hunter. You know, how's the weather and so forth? They're a close-knit family. Of course, that's it. Nothing to see here, folks. Let's listen to House Speaker Kevin McCarthy's speech opening the formal impeachment inquiry. Play sound by one, please. Welcome back, everyone. You know, in the months that we were gone, in the weeks, House Republicans have uncovered serious and credible allegations into President Biden's conduct. Taken together, these allegations paint a picture of a culture of corruption. Now, here's what we know so far. Through our investigations, we have found that President Biden did lie to the American people about his own knowledge of his family's foreign business dealings. Eyewitnesses have testified that the President joined on multiple phone calls and had multiple interactions. Dinners resulted in cars and millions of dollars into his son's and his son's business partners. We know that bank records show that nearly $20 million in payments were directed to the Biden family members and associates through various shale companies. The Treasury Department alone has more than 150 transactions involving the Biden family and other business associates that were flagged as suspicious activity by U.S. banks. Even a trusted FBI informant has alleged a bribe to the Biden family. Biden used his official office to coordinate with Hunter Biden's business partners about Hunter's role in Burisma, a Ukrainian energy company. Finally, despite these serious allegations, it appears that the president's family has been offered special treatment by Biden's own administration, treatment that not otherwise would have received if they were not related to the president. These are allegations of abuse of power, obstruction, and corruption, and they warrant further investigation by the House of Representatives. That's why today I am directing our House committee to open a formal impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. This logical next step will give our committees the full power to gather all the facts and answers for the American public. That's exactly what we want to know, the answers. I believe the President would want to answer these questions and allegations as well. This effort will be led by Chairman James Comer at the Committee on Oversight in coordination with Chairman Jim Jordan for Judiciary Committee and Chairman Jason Smith on Ways and Means. Now, I do not make this decision lightly. And regardless of your party or who you voted for, these facts should concern all Americans. The American people deserve to know that the public offices are not for sale and that the federal government is not being used to cover up the actions of a politically associated family. 
Now, I would encourage the President and his team to fully cooperate with this investigation in the interests of transparency. We are committed to getting the answers for the American public. Nothing more, nothing less. We will go wherever the evidence takes us. And for those dim-witted, gullible people who still believe the deep state, CCP-controlled, mainstream media contentions that there is really no evidence for impeachment, here's audio from part of a pretty good video presentation by Britain's DailyMail.com summarizing what's been revealed up to recently about what's descri- what they describe as the very profitable Biden family influence peddling operation. Please play soundbite two. A 2.8 carat diamond from the Chinese, $83,000 a month from Ukrainians, a cool 1 million courtesy of Romanians, and more than a dozen alleged shell companies to rake it all in. It may sound like the makings of an absurdist thriller, but it's not. These are just some of the shocking details that Republicans say prove the Biden family is involved in an extremely profitable influence peddling scheme. Congressional testimony in August from Hunter's best friend and former business partner supercharged suspicions. And it's convincing some Republicans that it's time for the I word, impeachment. For decades, the Biden family's coffers have ballooned in the lucrative orbit around Washington, D.C. A financial services giant, MBNA, hired Hunter after he graduated from Yale in 1996. The Delaware-based corporation was also then-Senator Joe Biden's largest donor. And that was just the start of Hunter's profitable career path. Fast forward to late 2013, Hunter flew on board Air Force Two with then Vice President Biden to China. It was one of at least 15 countries Hunter traveled to on Air Force Two, his VP father. Hunter met with Chinese investors and joined the board of a financial firm controlled by the Bank of China. Together, they launched a $1 billion investment fund. And Hunter was just picking up steam. Months later, he connected with his old friend from Yale, Devin Archer, on the board of the now infamous Ukrainian energy firm, Burisma. Hunter was allegedly paid $83,000 a month, despite having no experience in the energy industry. Archer told Congress that Burisma brought his buddy in because the Biden brand was valuable. And without it, Burisma would have gone out of business. At the time, the company was under corruption probes, impacting its ability to partner with American companies. That's why Hunter was important to them. People would be intimidated to mess with them if the Biden name was attached to the firm, testified Archer. In early 2015, Hunter hosted a dinner attended by Burisma executives in D.C. And what do you know? The vice president showed up. Archer said that Joe Biden joined at least 20 phone calls with Hunter as he whined and dined clients from Washington to Paris. Dear Hunter, reads a note from a Ukrainian executive, thank you for inviting me to DC and giving me an opportunity to meet your father and spend some time together. That December, VP Biden touched down in Kyiv where he delivered a dramatic anti-corruption speech. He eventually gave an ultimatum to the president of Ukraine. And Joe even bragged about it after he left the VP's office. What, six hours? I looked, I said, we're leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a got fired. Now, Shokin himself has accused Joe and Hunter of being behind his firing and accepting bribes. Then, in 2017, Hunter inked his most bankable deal yet. Chinese energy firm CEFC hired him and his uncle Jim. 
Over 14 months, they were paid $5 million, and Hunter was gifted a 2.8 carat diamond worth $80,000. It wasn't until the 2020 presidential election that the first allegations implicating Joe Biden emerged. Tony Bobolinsky, an ex-business partner of Hunter, claimed he also worked on the CEFC deal and said Joe Biden was directly involved in it. He says there was a 2012 meeting to discuss, quote, the Biden family business plans with the Chinese, of which Joe Biden was plainly familiar, at least at a high level. Bobolinsky also shared an email from another Hunter associate referencing a money-sharing agreement between Hunter and the, quote, big guy Joe. Around the same time, the contents of a laptop belonging to Hunter Biden are splashed across the internet. Hunter abandoned the computer at a Delaware repair shop while in the throes of a drug-fueled downward spiral. The hard drive contained damning pictures and videos of Hunter doing drugs, having sex with prostitutes, and holding an illegal gun. But the drive also contained evidence of an influence-peddling operation by Hunter and potentially Joe. Initially, few outlets knew what to make of it. A group of ex-U.S. Intel officials were allegedly coordinated by the Biden campaign to discredit the laptop. The widely reported letter they put out suggested that the laptop is a Russian disinformation campaign. It eventually was revealed that Russia was actually not behind Hunter's laptop. But big tech suppressed reporting and public discussion of the laptop anyway. Joe Biden even repeated the Russian disinformation falsehood on the debate stage with Donald Trump during the campaign. Dailymail.com and others verified the hard drive's contents and continued to report on them. We found countless suspicious messages, but several stand out. Hunter complained to his daughter Naomi in a 2019 text. Don't worry, unlike Pop, I won't make you give me half your salary. The subject line of a 2010 email between Hunter and business partner Eric Schwerin reads, J.R.B. Bills. Those initials correspond, of course, with Joseph Robinette Biden. When Republicans took control of the House in early 2023, they launched an investigation into the Biden family's business dealings. They claimed to uncover over 20 shell companies and fake accounts created while Joe Biden was vice president. It's through this intricate web that foreign interests allegedly funnel money to the Biden family. There's $10 million from Chinese and Ukrainian entities and another $1 million from Romania. Bank records reveal millions from Russian and Kazakhstan oligarchs too. Hunter even got a $142,000 Porsche days after Joe sat down for dinner in DC with his business associates. At least 12 Biden family members are reportedly on the receiving end of this gushing torrent of cash. Republicans estimate that the Biden family's total take through the crime syndicate could reach $40 million. Then another bombshell. Republicans publicized an internal FBI form detailing an alleged $10 million bribery scheme. A quote, highly credible FBI informant recounted a conversation with a top Burisma CEO from around 2015. The executive allegedly called Hunter stupid and dumber than his dog, but says Hunter was hired to, quote, protect us through his dad from all kinds of problems. And the protection allegedly came at a steep price. $5 million each to Hunter and Joe, according to the FBI source. And since the funds were not directly sent to the, quote, big guy, it would take 10 years to find the illicit payments. The FBI informant said he understood the, quote, big guy to be Joe Biden. When pressed over the claims, Joe mocked them. Where's the money? I'm joking. Mr. President, Republicans point to 16 specific instances they say Joe Biden has lied about not being aware of his family's business schemes. If you're like me, 
you often these days find yourself wondering how did we, the American people, ever get to the point where our recent elections have been largely rigged and stolen, placing deep state and Chinese Communist Party's favored candidate Joe Biden in the White House, along with placing in political office a supporting pack of Democrat and Rhino candidates. And then there was the successful, massive cover-up operation to hide all the vote and election fraud from the American people, which was supported by much of our judiciary right up to our Supreme Court. There, Trump's three Supreme Court justice nominees joined a majority of the rest of the court, with the notable exceptions of Justices Thomas and Alito, in voting to refuse to consider the case brought by Texas Attorney General Ken Paxson and joined by 18 other states seeking to prevent the Senate from voting to confirm Joe Biden as president until this evidence could be considered. Well, one explanation for all this is the sickening corruption of Chinese, I'm sorry, sickening corruption of people by the Chinese Communist Party. And that's the CCP, for short, by Chinese Communist or CCP money that's been spread everywhere in American society as the main part of the CCP's strategy to defeat and control the USA, or certainly one of the main parts. You'll get an appalling example of this in just a moment, but first, consider what's been alleged by election integrity activists and observers. Election integrity activist Mike Lindell and his supporters including journalists Mary Fanning and Alan Jones on their website, theamericanreport.org, and retired U.S. Air Force Lieutenant General Thomas McKinney, have alleged that a CIA-developed supercomputer system known as the Hammer, designed to spy on foreign adversaries, has been illegally taken over and used by rogue president and former members of our intelligence communities to spy on millions of Americans, including at least two Supreme Court justices, and that this system was likely used to blackmail many judges, political office holders, business executives, and others into supporting the political left in this country, and that the hammer, along with an election interference program used with it called Scorecard, is what has been used to wage these cyber, these election cyber attacks by CCP operatives. I have to believe, because they are so sophisticated, from what I can see, they have to have had help from on our side of the Pacific Ocean here. We have to have people who are very savvy about our politics assisting the Chinese, but that would remain to be seen, assuming we can eventually uncover the truth about all this. Trump, Biden, and many other top government officials are said to be aware of the hammer and scorecard, but are prohibited from talking about it due to state secret statutes. All this raises many questions, of course, about how much of it is true, and if so, who has been responsible for the illegal use of the hammer and scorecard, and who gave the communist Chinese cyber warfare operatives access to the super-secret computer system? Hopefully they haven't built their own from the plans. I don't know. Also, keeping in mind that the CCP and its foolish minions in this country, people like radical leftist billionaire George Soros, 
who's had a change of heart about the CCP recently since it appears that Xi Jinping, the current dictator there, was not George Soros's favorite. He he was a, a pal of the former dictator Zhang Zemin, who was a rival faction and controlled the very important uh, financial hub in China, Shanghai. Anyway, people like Soros, wealthy leftist Hollywood moguls, Wall Street investors in China, CCC-serving rhinos and the like, have been working hard for decades to install and or support leftists and left-leaning secretaries of state, local district attorneys, judges, and many others in government and other positions of power and influence in American society. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxson, who brought the request joined by 18 other states I mentioned earlier, that the U.S. Supreme Court examine the massive evidence of fraud in the 2020 election, which, as I said, is a majority of the court voted to refuse to consider, has been undergoing an impeachment trial by the Texas State Senate. Some really great news came out yesterday. That body just voted 19 to 11 to dismiss the impeachment charges and clear Paxton, which was done. During the impeachment hearings last week, it was revealed that the pro-impeachment operatives went to the FBI alleging patent wrongdoings without any evidence and has not since shown any evidence or come across any. Paxton has been a stalwart American patriot and MAGA supporter, that is, make America great again. But he apparently made the mistake of soundly defeating another Bush. Bush family is very big in Texas. That's where they're, they're from, of course, you know. And this one was George P. Bush. I don't know exactly what relation he is to the president, former president, in the primary election for state AG. That is, Paxton beat George P. Bush soundly. According to commentator Dr. Steve Turley and others, the powerful Bush Republican establishment faction in Texas have had their knives out for Paxton ever since. The Bush family, as with the Bidens and many other powerful American political, government, and societal figures and their families, have profited enormously via their connections with the CCP, and as a result have become sickeningly pro-CCP in one way or another since that time and over the past few decades. As an example, let's take a look at another George W. and George H.W. Bush close relative, Neil Bush, brother of George W. and son of George H.W., According to the online encyclopedia Wikipedia, Neil Mallon Bush is an American businessman and investor. Now, most of what I'm going to say here from here on out is directly quotes from the Wikipedia article. And they say, Mr. Bush, Neil Mallon Bush, is the fourth of six children from former President George H.W. Bush and Barbara Bush. His first, his five siblings are George W. Bush, Jeb Bush, former governor of Florida, the late Pauline Robinson Bush, Marvin Bush, and Dorothy Bush Cock. In July 1999, Bush made at least once made it made at least this is Neil Bush 798,000 on three stock trades in a single day. Wow, just like Hillary Clinton, only even more. Of a company where he had been employed as a consultant, the company Copen Corporation of Totten, Massachusetts, announced. On the same day, good news about a new Asian client. They never say any more about this Asian client, whether he's from communist China or not, but I wouldn't be surprised. A new Asian client that sent its stock value soaring. Bush stated he had no inside knowledge and that his financial advisor had recommended the trades. 
He said, any increase in the price of stock on that day was purely coincidental, meaning that I did not have any improper information. Bush, that's uh, Neil Bush, frequently travels to the Middle East, Europe, and Asia to negotiate deals and raise capital for various businesses. According to court filings from his divorce in 2000, he was paid $1.3 million for such work. This includes $642,500 as a commission for introducing an Asian investor to the owners of an American high-tech company. The George W. Bush era White House administration appeared unfazed by this world travel. The president knows his brother will always do the right thing, Press Secretary Ari Fleischer said. In 2002, Bush signed a consulting contract that paid $2 million in stock over five years to work for Grace Semiconductor Manufacturing Corporation, a firm backed by Zhang Mianheng, the son of former Chinese President Zhang Zemin, plus $10,000 for every board meeting he, that's Neil Mallon Bush, attends. Bush serves as co-chairman of a company called Crest Investment. Crest pays him 60000 a year to provide miscellaneous consulting services. In 2001, Neil Bush incorporated an investment firm called Lehman Bush with veteran China lawyer Edward Lehman. Now, this, I believe, is a direct quote. This is on their article, the Wikipedia article still, from, I guess, the website of the – anyway, it's – Neil Bush is the founder and chairman of the George H.W. Bush Foundation for U.S.-China Relations. Created in 2017, the foundation served as a U.S.-China relations think tank, track to diplomacy policy hub, whatever that is, and for business, trade, and U.S. investment. The organization holds an annual George H.W. Bush Conference on U.S.-China relations. This pur- the purpose of the George H.W. Bush Foundation for U.S.-China relations seeks to advance U.S.-China relations and in ways that reflect the ethos and values of President George H.W. Bush, whose visionary, wise, deft, and steady stewardship of the U.S.-China relationship during his tenure as president was exemplary of the highest attributes and values of true statesmanship. Hmm. Through an active, wide-ranging, and highly innovative program of activities, the Bush-China Foundation promotes the late president's lifelong view that the U.S.-China relationship is the most consequential bilateral relationship in the world and that a positive and constructive relationship between, between the two countries, relationship between the two countries, is in the best interest of both the United States and China, as well as the entire global community. And that's all I have uh, to relate from the Wikipedia article on Neil Bush. But you get the point. Uh, you see how rich this guy has become, being involved with money, to and from China. While we're on the subject of CCP sycophants, which I imagine he is, I can't imagine him not being so, Neil Bush, that is, let's look at the American so-called mainstream media organizations. An example, as an example, consider the one, just one of these American, huge American corporations. As U.S. Representative Mike Gallagher, chairman of the House Committee on China, has observed, there are trillions of dollars involved between U.S. and China. This is still the case. I'm sure there's been some setback due to the financial downturns in both countries recently, but it's massive. We're talking about the situation, and I've talked about this on previous programs, and without going further into further details here, I'd like you to consider just the situation with one mainstream media outlet, NBC. NBC and its sibling media organization, MSNBC, 
are both owned and by parent company NBC Universal, are they not? Now in Beijing, I have read that there is the NBC Universal Resort, which no doubt serves China's Communist Party elites and other well-to-do people, if there are that many in China, besides the party and their families. Then there's the info-sharing agreement I read about between NBC and CCP Mouthpiece Xinhua News Agency. And wasn't it NBC that covered the Winter Olympics held in Beijing recently? Hmm. They put up some money for that, no doubt. But uh, you don't work in China without serving the CCP. So was anyone surprised to see all the raging, vitriolic hatred spewed out daily against Donald Trump and MAGA people on what I call MSNBCCP? And also, to a lesser extent, on NBC's news operation. To me, these people work for the CCP, not America. But they certainly, if if they, they would contest us, of course, but they certainly, it's it's anything they do should be taken with great skepticism in light of these connections and the money flowing back and forth. Let's move on to more audio. From this time, this time from some recent recordings by President Trump. First. Here's Trump talking about Joe Biden recently. Please play soundbite three. It is now 100% proven that the Biden crime family received more than $20 million from foreign countries while Crooked Joe was vice president, and probably a lot more than that. That's just the money they found. Not one of Joe Biden's defenders has even attempted to explain what Joe and his family did including his children and his grandchildren. What were they doing getting all of this money? I believe we have a compromised president. He was bribed, and now he's being blackmailed. He's a Manchurian candidate. That's why Crooked Joe is letting other countries walk all over the United States. He's afraid to bring it up. He doesn't want to talk about it. He's petrified of China because they know exactly how much money has been given to him. And they know exactly where it is. China has paid him a fortune. Just think of what China has gotten for all that money. Biden shut down my administration's initiative targeting Chinese spies in the United States. He shut it down cold. He let China off the hook for COVID. He shut down the investigation into the origins of the China virus. He did nothing as China began setting up bases in Cuba, taking over South America and threatening Taiwan. They even took over the Panama Canal. We spent a fortune building it. Jimmy Carter's administration sold it for $1. We lost 36,000 people building the Panama Canal. The mosquitoes got them, malaria. The mosquitoes got them. And now China controls it. Russia and China are even doing military exercises near the Aleutian Islands, right off the coast of Alaska. And Biden sits back on his hands. He does nothing. This never would have happened if I was president. If they even thought about it, I would have shut it down instantly. There's no way they would have done any of this kind of thing, including Russia invading Ukraine would have never happened. And China wouldn't even be thinking about Taiwan right now. Crooked Joe's corruption is a glaring threat to national security. Between the millions and millions of dollars he's gotten from China and the millions of dollars from Ukraine, Joe Biden's greed and criminality is going to get us into World War III. We're going to be in World War III with this guy. Grossly incompetent man. Now the corrupt Biden DOJ is continuing the cover-up with the appointment of a 
special counsel to block further investigation. It's the very same U.S. attorney who cut Hunter Biden the scandalous plea deal that was such a scam it didn't survive the barest scrutiny in court. It was done under what's called blue slip. It wasn't picked in that position by President Trump. It was picked by the Democrat senators in the state. It's called a blue slip. You'll check it out. But they picked him. I didn't pick him. This is corruption like our country has never seen before. That is why, as soon as I am reelected, I will appoint a real special counsel, or maybe you'll call it a special prosecutor, whatever you want to call it, you can, to look at all of these bribes, kickbacks, and other crimes, as well as the shameless attempt at a cover-up. Justice will be done. The Biden crime family will be looked at. We have to get there first. We have to win the election. They're trying to step in my way at every path because the one person they don't want to run is Donald Trump. But when we get there, the Biden crime family will pay a price like other people are being forced to pay. And that price will be very, very substantial. It'll be fair. But you know what? If they're guilty, they're going to be guilty. What they are doing to justice in this country has never even been thought of before. Thank you very much. But again, Mr. President, just how are you going to be elected in 2024, now that we've abandoned the fight to contest 2020, when nothing significant has been done to date to stop more of the same ballot and election fraud in 2024 that was so prevalent in 2020 and 2022? Here's more commentary from Trump having to do with Biden's disastrous energy policies that benefit the CCP and hamstring the USA. Play sound by four, please. If America is going to dominate the world in manufacturing once again, as it did when I was running things, you remember when they used to say you can't have manufacturing jobs in our country anymore? I said, really, why? And we created hundreds of thousands of them. But we must be the most affordable energy and electricity place anywhere on the planet. We have to have affordable energy. Right now, we have energy that's weak, substandard, and unaffordable. It's made by the wind. The windmills rust. They rot. They kill the birds. It's the most expensive energy there is. And we have other things that are also no good. It's called the Green New Deal. I call it the Green New Hoax. One of the reasons manufacturing jobs were flooding back into the United States when I was president was that we dramatically reduced energy costs. Sadly, crooked Joe Biden sacrificed this tremendous economic advantage on the altar of the Green New Deal, perhaps because he was bribed by Communist China or because Communist China knows all of the money that they've paid him. We have a Manchurian candidate. That's what he is. He's a Manchurian candidate. They know everything about him, and he's scared stiff. He won't do a thing. I took in hundreds of billions of dollars from China, and Joe Biden's afraid to even talk to him. Biden's war on American energy has sent prices soaring, and his latest actions will make it catastrophically worse. It's going to be bad at a level that we've never seen. This will be so bad. Under Biden's newly proposed power plant regulations, most natural gas and coal plants will be forced to shut down. By the way, they tried that in Germany, and now they're going back and building coal plants all over the place because they've destroyed Germany. They have no energy. So Germany now is building a coal plant every two weeks. And China is building a coal plant every week, every single week. They're putting up a new coal plant. 
and we're playing games with the wind. This is terrible what's happening to our country. There is nothing to replace our energy at this time, not even close. It's very expensive and it's very weak. It doesn't have the power to power up those big plants that you see. At the same time as Biden is shutting down existing power plants, he also wants to force hundreds of millions of Americans into ultra expensive electric vehicles. It costs twice as much as what you have. And what you have is better and it goes a lot longer. And it's a lot easier to fill up and we have liquid gold under our feet at a level that no other country has. But they'll strain the grid to the breaking point. It already is at a breaking point. If you look at California, it's got brownouts and blackouts every single day. People can't turn on their air conditioners. And it'll drive electricity prices into the stratosphere. If Biden's policies go forward, our electricity costs will be the highest on Earth. They're already very close with shortages, blackouts, and crippling inflation. U.S. manufacturing will be dead, absolutely dead, and China will be laughing all the way to the bank. They will end up controlling the world. My plan is the exact opposite. As president, I will set a national goal of ensuring that America has the number one lowest cost of energy of any industrial country anywhere on Earth. I want to be number one. We were energy independent just three years ago, and now we're begging Venezuela for their oil, and yet we have many times more than any other country. There's no country, Saudi Arabia, Russia, nobody, no country has what we have. We will develop the liquid gold that is right under our feet, including American oil and natural gas, and we will also embrace nuclear, clean coal, hydropower, which is fantastic, and every other form of affordable energy to get it done. We will not only match China, we will be cheaper than China by a lot, and more energy will mean lower inflation, and it'll mean more jobs. I will cancel Biden's ruinous power plant rule, terminate his electric vehicle mandate. If you want to buy an electric car, that's fine, but you're going to be able to buy every other form of car also. And unleash domestic energy production like never before. But just think of it. Energy independence three years ago. Energy dominance was going to follow very shortly. We're going to pay off our debt. We're going to lower taxes for everybody. And they ended that, immediately ended it. First day, they ended it. I will fully modernize the electric grid to prepare it for the next 100 years, implement rapid approvals for energy projects, and greenlight the construction of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of brand new beautiful power plants that actually work. This will pave the way for an enormous growth in American wealth. In the future, every manufacturing plant, every data center, every semiconductor facility and assembly line will want to be built in America. They're all going to want to be in America. It's going to have the lowest cost of energy. It's a big factor. This will be the place where the cost of energy is lower than any place else on Earth, where the economy is stronger than any place else on Earth, and where the workers are the best, brightest, and most talented anywhere in the world. I want to thank you very much. We cannot let this man, who is diminished mentally and physically, but much worse mentally, we cannot let him tell us what to do with our country. He has no clue. He can't put two sentences together. We have to make America great again, and we can't do it with a man who's severely diminished. Thank you very much. China continues to increase their use of and dependence on conventional fossil fuels and builds new coal-fired power plants daily while laughing at their dupes and lackeys running the USA's economy and 
ruining the USA's economy and independence with their ridiculous climate change and green energy schemes. Now it's being alleged that what's called, been called high decibel sonar mapping of the ocean floor off the U.S. East Coast for installing offshore turbines, whales and other marine life are being killed because of this madness. They're being driven into sea lanes where they're run over by boats, they're, uh, they're shipping lanes, they, they may be screwing up their navigation abilities, uh, they're washing up dead on the beaches, so much for environmental considerations. And again, not to mention more of the horrible pollution it takes to produce electric vehicle batteries and other components in China, mostly. Here's audio from former Trump advisor Steve Bannon interviewing Frank Gaffney of the Committee of the Present Danger China on Bannon's War Room program on the 22nd anniversary of the 9-11 terrorist attacks in the USA. Please play soundbite five. In addition, we've had Fauci and all these guys are all back up, and now we're constantly hit nonstop with the next phase of the coming uh, bioweapon, uh, the, uh, the 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 you know pandemic 2.0 is, is coming, and they're talking about you know mass mandates. We're talking about protocols, uh, vaccine mandates, the vaccine, all of it. But the world has kind of shifted because they've gotten much more sophisticated, as you. And the Committee on the Present Danger, China, and uh, Center for Security Policy, your group, have been pointing out and saying everything from having Michelle Bachman over there. One of the problems we have is that the Chinese Communist Party has taken over so many of the major institutions in the world. And one of the problems we have is Geneva, Switzerland, and what is happening in that she, in this kind of brilliant uh, geopolitical move, is now uh, getting kind of under the radar a global a call for global governance that will literally strip the sovereignty, just like the uh, governor of New Mexico stripped the individual sovereignty of people to defend themselves. So the Chinese Communist Party is working uh, on this global governance uh, a mandate initiative to strip the sovereignty of the American people. And it couldn't be a better day to talk about this than 9-11, the commemoration 22 years later of 9-11. Frank Gaffney, your your thoughts and observations as we kick off this week of these rolling specials we're going to be doing. First of all, thanks for doing those rolling specials, Steve. <clears throat> You're absolutely right. Um, 22 years ago, our nation came together in the aftermath of an attack upon us <clears throat> in a way that we hadn't seen arguably since World War II. It's a sharp contrast to what we've been seeing particularly in the aftermath of pandemic 1.0, to use your metaphor, namely the posture that we got ourselves into where the kinds of things that were front and center for every American, our, our freedom, our liberties, our nation, our constitutional republic and form of government were all under assault 22 years ago, and we rallied to defend them. I mean, we, we've talked about uh, recruiting problems we're having in the United States military at the moment. We didn't have any at that time because men and women across this country were signing up to defend their country and to defend freedom. Today, you've got a governor in New Mexico, as you say, Steve, who is arrogating unto herself on the basis of, well, I guess just her own authority 
restrictions on our freedoms that are reminiscent of what we saw in pandemic 1.0. And what is even worse, and we'll be drilling down on it with some of the best people in the country in the course of this program, is that they have in mind institutionalizing arrangements whereby somebody that at least the people of New Mexico have voted to have represent them and and exercise governing authority over them, at least at the state level. Well, that's all going to be over the side. If this global governance scheme has, you know, the uh, the desired effect, which is to have people that none of us voted for, none of us decided we wanted to have, you know, rule us, suddenly be in a position to do that. And that would be the Director General of the World Health Organization. Here's more from Steve Bannon on his War Room program. <clears throat> this one is titled The Smokescreen of Hunter Biden's Indictment. It starts out with, I believe, video from MSNB, as I call it, CCP's, that's MSNBC's, Nicole Wallace, reporting on the Hunter Biden indictment. Bannon calls Nicole Wallace you will hear Bannon call her Afternoon Mika, referring to Mika Brzezinski, who appears in the morning on MSNBC with her husband, these two leftist propagandists, uh, that's Joe Scarborough, I believe he's her husband, uh, on the program Morning Joe. <clears throat> Here's Bannon talking about this stuff while he's interviewing Mike Davis of the Article 3 Project. Play soundbite six, please. Great staff by the Justice Department earlier today. Federal prosecutors have indicted President Joe Biden's sole surviving son, Hunter Biden, on three criminal counts. According to NBC's reporting, quote, two counts are tied to Biden allegedly filing a form claiming that he was not using illegal drugs at the time he purchased a Colt Cobra revolver in October of 2018. The third count alleges that he possessed a firearm while using a narcotic. Today's indictment is the latest chapter in a legal saga filled with pretty dramatic and public twists and turns lately. It is one that comes with deep personal anguish for the president and his entire family. The charges were brought by special counsel David Weiss, who was granted special counsel status by Attorney General Merrick Garland. That was after a plea deal for Hunter Biden collapsed at the last minute in court. According to the terms of that deal, Hunter Biden would have pled guilty to two misdemeanor tax charges and would have entered a diversion agreement, which would have led to the gun charge being dropped in two years. Now, those tax charges were not brought against Hunter Biden today. Regarding the gun charges, New York Times reports this, that it is, quote, only sporadically brought against first-time offenders, particularly ones like Mr. Biden, who's not accused of using the weapon in another crime. The nature of the charge could ultimately play a major role in the case going forward. New York Times reports this, quote, Mr. Biden's lawyers have argued to the Justice Department officials that the charge will ultimately be thrown out because a series of Supreme Court and appeals court decisions have cast doubt on the constitutionality of the federal government, putting certain conditions on firearms purchases. Okay, uh, Thursday, 14 September, year of our Lord. 2023, a lot going on. Matt Gates, a continual meltdown over in the House. Uh, I've got some inside baseball on that, but I first want to go to to the way, particularly Nicole. No, Nicole Wallace is our afternoon. Uh, she's afternoon Mika. 
You have morning Mika, you have afternoon Mika. And the way she, the way they present things at MSNBC, I do this just to blow your head up. Mike Davis, uh, make this make sense. Um, what's going on here? Is this is these charges as tough as they should be? MSNBC makes it seem like uh, the Justice Department is now going out of its way after the sweetheart deal he had. They get the judge. Uh, I think the uh, the um, the uh, Obama or the Biden judge blew it up in everybody's face. What's what's going on here? Is this a big deal today? Uh, it's a big deal in the sense that it's continuing David Weiss's years-long cover-up for the Biden. So people should not be fooled at all by the, these uh, these gun charges against Hunter Biden. Remember, David Weiss is. They say he's a Trump. Uh, he's a Trump U.S. attorney. I was the chief counsel for nominations when his nomination went through the Senate Judiciary Committee. He is picked. Uh, he was picked by both Democrat home state senators, which has been the tradition under the blue slip process, this bogus process where the home state senators get a pick, the U.S. attorney who would investigate corruption charges against them, the district court judges who would oversee the corruption trial, and the U.S. marshal who would escort them to prison. This is a racket by senators to protect their own. The two Democrat home state senators picked David Weiss for this U.S. attorney slot in Delaware, and he has delivered for the Bidens. He he has more than delivered for the Bidens. He lets serious tax charges, the statute of limitations on serious tax, tax charges expire. He buried evidence deemed credible by the Pittsburgh U.S. attorney about the $10 million foreign bribe uh, by Burisma to the Bidens. He uh, has attempted to give Hunter this sweetheart deal with this backdoor amnesty to protect Joe Biden. And this is this is a continuation of this scam that David Weiss has been running. Here's the tell. Why aren't they moving forward with charges uh, related to tax evasion or wire fraud or foreign corruption or, or things that could implicate President Biden? They're only moving forward with this gun charge, knowing full well that Hunter Biden will not spend a day in prison. They're going to come up. They're going to use the, these, this charge to cover up for the Bidens until November 5th, 2024, when Congress issues subpoenas for the Biden Justice Department's cover-up for their boss, President Biden. They're going to point to these charges and say there's an ongoing criminal, uh, there's an ongoing criminal process. We can't respond to Congress. We can't testify. We can't provide documents. And then uh, Joe Biden's not going to pardon Hunter right now because that makes Hunter available to Congress for testimony. He can't plead the Fifth Amendment if, if, if they pardon him right now. They, he can't plead the Fifth Amendment of David Weiss cuts a sweetheart deal with immunity right now from further prosecution. So they're going to wait and they're going to wait until the very end and then they're going to pardon him or David Weiss is, Weiss is going to drop these charges with prejudice or he's going to come up with a sweetheart deal with broad immunity. This is a cover up for President Biden. numerous times if you believe in the rule of law our only hope for saving this country is to secure truly free and fair elections then I have every confidence the political left will lose in a landslide as I am certainly and many others are convinced it actually did lose in the 2020 and 2022 elections but exactly how we are going to do that remains in doubt 
There are many brave and dedicated people working diligently nationwide to ensure we will have at least more free and fair elections in 2024. But the ultimate outcome of their efforts still remains in doubt, as far as I can see. As far as I'm concerned, representatives in Congress had better well get going and find out about the hammer and scorecard. And if what is being alleged is true, shut this thing down. And we need to also shut down most, if not all, of our highly vulnerable electronic elections equipment and return to all paper ballots hand-counted with the constitutional protections in place to allow all political parties participating in our elections their rights to inspect and contest those paper ballots. And, I say, since the Constitution gives the state legislatures the right to decide the manner and timing of how their elections are run. Not the governors, not election commissions, unless so designated by the legislatures. Our states, where we have Republican-majority legislators, must take over all their election and vote-counting centers before our 2024 elections with law enforcement and elections personnel loyal to these legislatures and ensure that our elections are run in truly free and fair operations and according to state and federal laws. These state legislatures do not need approval, as I said, from their governors or anyone else to do this, as far as I can see, from what I see, and that is my opinion. I'm no lawyer, but it's pretty obviously stated in the Constitution as such. I know they're subject to judicial review, they say. but Anyway, there, these are a few of my thoughts on our elections. What do you think? That's it for another show. As always, we hope you found today's content of interest and value. You can listen to a podcast of today's program when it's posted in the next few days on the The Jim Benson Show pages here at bbsradio.com. Look for us again two weeks from today with another live show in this same time slot. Have a great rest of your day and evening.